0: Hey, this is Zach Davison, and I am listening to the excellent podcast, Thinking Outside the Long Box. Although I like to think inside the long box as well. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this special interview episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. As always, I am Gabe, and hanging on my shoulder is Hannah. And today we're going to be talking to Fabrizio Guido from uh, Mr. Iglesias. Like, uh, we just got finished talking about it on the show last night. Um, uh, So just a little background For our show, we don't typically talk about wholesome, kind hearted, warm, and loving things. And I, in particular, am the big, like, horror dork, like, slasher movie guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, we all have loved this show. Like it's so funny and it's just right on point, man. So
1: that means so much to me. That means so much to me. And, and I'm actually, I'm actually someone who was like, wasn't very familiar with multicam and the whole like genre. And, and it was like super happy. So I'm, I've always been more inclined towards like more like you just deeper, like, but, but this has like a really deep message to it and, and, and it's very playful and just very fun it's just it's just a fun show and and i I love it so i i don't
0: watch a ton of like for me it's fun but for most people it's like so so this was a a breath of fresh air for me like to watch just a a straight up sitcom it's been really really enjoyable so as we get started So I'm old, like obviously I have a nine-year-old and she's my youngest kid. You have four children. I know. (laughs) (laughs) She she's my youngest. So when I see somebody that's your age, like you know, you were born in 99, Mm -hmm. but you are like doing really well, like you're clearly going somewhere with your career, you're clearly, you. you know good at what you do, because of all the cast, like, you're one of the ones that makes me laugh the most. Thank you, thank you. Like, what does it feel like, you know, being so young, but also, like, involved in something that seems so big?
1: I mean, I really, this is something I couldn't have done without the help of my parents, really, and just their support growing up, and, and just always pushing me to go the extra mile and just having a very, very, strong support system, which I acknowledge. And I'm, I'm so grateful for personally though. I love, I love being on the show. I love being on the show. And, and like I said, it just, the show feels like family and it does feel like a very special accomplishment for me. You know, there's things that I've worked on and, but this, this really does have a special place in my heart because I feel like I collaborated with the writers and I collaborated with my cast into making this really special. And it was, And it was a lot of play on set and, and it, it felt far from work, but, but I was, I was very honored to be able to do this. And, and I, again, I can't stress how much I I love this character.
0: So, you know, when you're looking at the show, like, you know, kind of from the outside looking in, obviously like Gabriel Iglesias is a huge name in comedy, but you're also like sharing space with guys like Joe Coy and like Joe McHale and uh, Mm. like other, like, Really famous comedians. It's it's slipping my mind. But the guy that plays uh, Muddy Soul's dad is like super super famous in Mexico. Yeah, my dad's yeah? yeah, my dad yeah. instantaneously knew who that guy was. You know, I I had to go look him up and watch it with subtitles. But still, like a really really funny guy. What's it like? You know, being around. I guess like heavyweight comedians, like no pun intended, obviously, Uh, (laughs) you know, but like big time heavyweight comedians and getting to like collaborate and work with and act alongside guys like that.
1: I can like every single one of those people that you mentioned, like a week prior to working with them when they tell you, hey, next week we're going to have Joe Coy, next week we're going to have Franco, you know, it's like. When when you get that news, it's it's so exciting. It's so exciting. The whole cast is just like you know, we're super happy to have them come to our to our house. It's like we're we're bringing in the guest. and for me, it's always been like watching them work or or getting to you know share a scene. And you know, we do it in front of a live audience. I'm always on the on the side if they're if, if it's a scene I'm not in, and it feels like something really really special. Like getting to see Gabe and Joe Coy share the stage, and just me being able to watch that is like. I feel very fortunate to be able to see it live and see, see their mess ups and their hiccups. It's like, you know, people will watch it at home, but it's a whole different experience, you know, watching the humanity and watching them at work. Because mm-hmm. by the time you see it, it's the finished product. But I get to see their process to get there. And, and that, that for me is really the exciting part. You know, as an artist, you know, respecting their craft and, and watching them work is, is, is really exciting for me.
0: So we talked quite a bit on the show yesterday about how like in general sitcoms kind of get dragged by by critics, you know, because a sitcom is like this, this very formulaic, like even your character can be like construed as like stereotypical, same with like, you know, a lot of the other kids in the show. So like when you're looking at at this, like as your art and as your craft, what are some of the main things that you take away from it? Like from a process standpoint when it comes to working on a sitcom?
1: So a big thing for me going into this was that I wasn't familiar with sitcoms. So I had to learn, I had to learn the, the process or I should say the art, like the art form, the timing, the way, the way sitcoms were the structure of of the funny of sitcoms. And I also knew I didn't really enjoy the exaggerated nature of it. So I said I don't want my character to be to overact, but I just want to be a person who exaggerates, which is two different things, being someone that that just like is loud for no reason or being someone that that is genuinely as a person is loud. And I said I want to I want to be exaggerated, but I don't want to be an exaggerated actor. I want my character to be that. So that was a that was a really big thing for me and it was Infusing a lot of my own personal life and my own comedy. And and again, the collaboration. And as the writers saw that I started to implement more, they started to know what was going to work for me. And at one point, it just merged. And, and it was just this beautiful relationship between writer and actor. That's when things really started to pick up. And I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, the lead up to that was also very fulfilling, getting to discover this whole new art form for me.
0: So it's it's interesting you talking about like that moment of mesh, because this is actually this was like my second try at watching it. Like, I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of Gabriel Iglesias comedy, but I'm not like a huge, huge fan of sitcoms like, you know, I I can name on my hands, like how many I've watched all the way through. Yeah. So the first time I took a stab at it, I got like four or five episodes in and I was just like, "Yeah, it's not really my thing. It's funny, but it's not, you know, awesome." But now, mm-hmm. you know, having to watch it for the show around like episode 6 or 7, like the show really starts to like get its wheels under it and and you feel that. Is there like a particular moment that you like specifically remember where you're like, "Oh, yeah, we we got it right now. Like this is this is where we're clicking."
1: I feel like I've been in love with it from the start. Maybe I'm just biased because I because I was there. But I feel like some people have similar reactions to you just at different points in time. So I feel like every episode has something that's going to grip someone at one point. You, it's just a matter of, of the audience getting there. Unless you're like totally, you just do not enjoy sitcoms at all. But I think it's for anyone that even slightly enjoys sitcoms, they'll love the show. And I think they're doing the best with, what they can out of the art form, like in the sitcom world, there it's. It, I think it's it's pretty strong, and I always pay a lot of attention to what the writers are doing, the jokes that are coming in every week. So uh, you know, if it if it's something that genuinely makes me laugh, I'm I'm happy with with every episode. I, I judge I judge it by my own really, by, by what what's going to make me laugh.
0: So, when you're working in front of like an audience, like a studio audience. You know, I've I've done live podcasting like twice and it was terrifying both times. I was really bad at it. I've been in bands and stuff like that in the past and I always like would throw up before shows because I just get like really bad <laughs> stage fright. What is it like, you know, when your day-to-day job is like in front of a bunch of people a lot of the time?
1: I mean, I, I got I got used to it there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it start- it felt like home there. So I got used to it first day that we went out into the live studio audience. It's like we're basically like in a room and, and we haven't seen the audience yet. And then once they start calling our name, they'll send us out one by one. And then you're just you walk into this audience and they're clapping and cheering and, and, you know, they're they're ready for the episode to happen. I remember that, you know, I was super nervous to go out there. I got out there and then I was, you know, I had the first scene and we were going to jump into the first scene i was like super nervous and then i was able to get it out i was able to get the first scene out once that happened i was like okay i can do this i can do this over and over and over again and just i don't know i i i got used to the audience and you start to get it to work in your favor like you you I don't know, but as you're doing the scene, you have to learn how to wait for laughs because it's a live studio audience and and they're they're a huge part of your timing. So it's it's a it's a you develop a relationship with the audience.
0: You know, just because I'm not familiar, like for each episode, do you have a different audience or do you record several episodes at once? Like how does that work?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we uh we so this is how it goes. Monday, Tuesday. We rehearse, we get, the, we get the material and we rehearse, we put it in, in front of producers and then network comes on Tuesday. And then uh, I think we rehearse another day on Wednesday. No, we start to shoot a little bit of Wednesday that can't be in front of a live studio audience. So for example, there's a scene that takes place in Gabe's car mm-hmm. that can't really be in front of a live studio audience because it's way off somewhere else. It's surrounded by lights, it's a different setup. So we'll, we'll tackle that. And Thursday is when we'll shoot the whole episode. Every week we have a different live studio audience. There's a lot of really diehard Gabe fans that are there every single week. I know this one woman was there throughout like the whole season and I would see her every Thursday. But yeah, it's typically a different audience every week.
0: It's cool like that you get kind of like a fresh, like a fresh group in front of you, but there's also like regulars just because they're such big fans. Um Hannah wanted me to re- re-mention. So my name is Gabe. So like when yeah. I'm watching this show, it has like that moment where like almost every time they say his name, I'm like,
1: What? Oh,
0: oh yeah. <laughs> I'm watching TV. Like it's yeah, it's it's a it's a funny thing to like to kind of interact with like on the show. When you when when you're working, you know, you're working with this guy that's like this funny, like he's super, super funny. And he surrounded himself with other funny actors, like you guys are all hilarious like you have your Bye. you have really good timing like and you know i'm sure a lot of the writing is like collaborative cuz i've i've found that about sitcoms a lot of the time you're interacting with all these other stand up comedians are there moments where you're just like, I want to be able to breathe again and stop laughing on set. Like, do you guys just like cut each other up like crazy sometimes?
1: Uh, I mean, laughter is just such a huge part of it. I, I, have there has been moments where I'm just like, t- like tearing up because things are really, <laughs> really funny. I mean, Every time, every time, Oscar is someone I love and respect, and just love watching his scenes, and and especially just because just he's so kind to me. And and uh, every time he does something, it's very hard for me to keep a straight face because he's <laughs> he's just he's so hilarious. And and as the person, like just walking through set, he, he's really hilarious. Like we we had gotten these scooters on set, myself and Tucker, and we would ride them to our scenes, and. you know we we were riding up to craft services at one point and 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 i remember oscar was there and he said hey can i see one of your scooters and i said yeah like go ahead and then he got it and he threw it on the ground and he got and and there was like a uh a water a water tank like a like a water cooler and he knocked it down and threw himself on the floor like if he like it he had fallen on my scooter and he was making a really big deal out of it to try and get us in trouble uh just as a joke completely as a joke uh but just like calling a bunch of attention and and he's always punking me like I, I had left the scooter i had knocked on jacob's door i was i think i was going to give him like a, a a rap gift or something that we were i think this was like the last episode of season one and or season two I can't, I can't remember, but he, as I was giving this to Jacob, he came and he stole my scooter and I saw him like right off through the hallway. <laughs> and he's just, he's so, he's so childish. He's so childish and I love it. Not immature, very different things. He's just, he's still mm-hmm. got this child to him and, and he's a pleasure to be around, but they're, they're always, they're just always cracking jokes. And you can imagine Gabe is like, I feel like secretly testing some material every time he gets a big enough crowd around him. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. Uh, you know, it's yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's like, you also get a chance to have these meaningful conversations with the people you work with. You know, there's days where, where, well, Gabe is funny most of the time, but you know, he, he's also at work and he has to get serious or, or there's stuff going on in life where Gabe and I just talk, we chat and, and he's a human being, you know? Uh, but he's, he's smart. I, I feel like funny people are very, very smart.
0: It's it's interesting like to listen to you talk about him in a lot of the same ways that your character would talk about him on the show. Do you feel like a lot of the the younger actors have like a very similar dynamic with him that they would on the show where they, you know, interact with him as like kind of a an elder statesman of acting and comedy and and you kind of are able to glean like really good stuff from him?
1: Yeah, I think I think we all, you know, all the kids have respect. And I say kids just cuz we play kids, but we're all yeah. <laughs> uh, older um uh, all the kids have so much respect for Gabe and he treats us really really nice like he's he's treats us really nice and and he's the like the best teacher really and and he's super relaxed uh I I love Gabe I've always loved Gabe I, I've I've personally I've watched him since I was a since I was a kid like mm-hmm. seriously, since I was seven or eight. So it was a very big deal for me to work with him. And, and I've always admired him as an artist and now as a human being. So um, I, I, yeah, I have a I have a whole different admiration and respect for that guy.
0: So, you know, As a young man, like, I remember being, like, really excited to, like, do new and different things, you know, and you've had this opportunity to be on, like, this amazing sitcom that, like, I mean, has international distribution because it's on Netflix and all that other stuff, you know, and within the sitcom, you got to play a little Shakespeare, which is pretty funny to me, (laughs) you know, like, What are some of the things that, you know, you would love to tackle like as an actor, as you move forward? Like, I'm not saying obviously you're not moving away from this, but like, as you go forward, what are some of the things that you would love to touch on as you, as you get more mature and more experienced?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just doing this, I'm definitely excited to move forward into other things. Definitely. That's a, that's a huge point of mine. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm an, I'm an actor that, that wants to do more and wants to do all, uh, I would, I would love to do some sort of period piece, like something in another era. Uh, I think that'd be cool. I've, and, um, you know, now that I'm, I'm, I have this beautiful relationship with comedy and I have so many people that support me with comedy. And, and I see that a lot of the stuff they enjoy is the collaboration between me and the writers. I'm like, I, I feel like I have some stuff to say and I want to, and I want to create my own content. And, and, uh, that's, that's that's what I want to do. I want to I want to be able to bring my own comedy and other artists that I've seen that I respect so much to collaborate with me both writing and acting and directing and and uh that's that's really that's really the goal.
0: That's cool, man. Like that's a yeah. that's a cool. I think when I was young, like I set lofty goals for myself that were like, just ridiculous. That didn't make sense, you know, cause I was a dumb kid and had no direction, <laughs> you know, but your ability to like interact in like this field, like has given you a really good sense of like, of who you are and what you want to do. That's like, that's really cool, man. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm I wish sure. I would
0: have had that when I was your age.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely very fortunate. Well,
0: you know, it's, it's, interesting to like hear you talk about you know the collaboration of writing and and you know how that how all of that goes when uh when you're when you're doing that like sitcoms obviously have to be largely scripted because of like how the beats and like the writing and and the jokes work but are there moments uh that you guys end up having of like really good improv especially when like guest comedians are there
1: it's, it's rare. It is very rare because you should be sticking to the script. I, I have asked producer permission the day of what we're filming in front of a live studio audience. We go, hey, we already got two good ones. Would you mind if I threw this in? And they've given me the green light. Again, it's, it's a huge trust. It's not something you do. This is like two seasons in that, that, that I, they, they trust that I know my character. You know, they, they allow me to do so. Gabe is one of the producers, so he could do that all the time. He does do that a lot but yeah there, there are moments that, that have stayed there's, there's actually a lot of moments that have stayed uh from from the improv
0: that's cool man well you know we're getting kind of towards the end of of my time but you know i don't obviously i don't want to spend too much of your time but you know now that we're in this kind of you know we're still in the era of covid a lot of things are still on hold like i know a lot of people don't have a lot of stuff going on but if you do have stuff going on, what are some of the things that we can look forward to with you?
1: Yeah, so some exciting news. Uh, um, last year, I finished out a film. Uh, this was like right before COVID, during COVID. Uh, it was a strange time. I had to do this uh, during COVID, half of it. But, it, uh, you know, I shot it in, in New Orleans. And it is Blumhouse's collaboration with Amazon. Which I'm super excited about. It's the next uh, four series. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the first series of Welcome to Blumhouse. This is the next four series. It's called Black as Night. Uh, there's no release date on it yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure it should be coming out this year.
0: That's awesome. You said yeah. Blumhouse, and I got immediately excited. So <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's that's in my wheelhouse, and I already really like you. Just. <laughs> um, Uh, And then how can people find you on like social media and stuff so that, you know, we can keep track of when new things come out and when, you know, I'm, I'm assuming more uh, Mr. Iglesias comes out.
1: Right. So uh, I'm on Instagram. I am Fabrizio Guido and on Twitter, I'm Fabrizio (laughs) Guido one.
0: Somebody else beat you to it. Someone beat me to it. (laughs) It's so frustrating. I have. a, I, I run a small business, and my Twitter and Instagram are like have the underscore, and it's very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fabrizio, thank you so much for being on the show, man. We we really really appreciate it, and we love the show. Like we we thank all, you. We've all been really enjoying it. I can't wait. I'm completely caught up, so either I get to watch it again or wait for new episodes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but thanks again for being on the show, man. We really appreciate your time.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. I love hearing what you had to say. I really did. It, it like means a lot. Normally, it's like a specific crowd, and and to see that you you have a different taste for things and still enjoying our show, that that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I mean, everybody in my house has been really liking it, and everybody on the show is really <laughs> digging it. So, cool, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. is
1: a bare